0: Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Shorts. So we're glad to have you along with us today. We get in the word of God, talk about it. And I noticed someone on the chat said, this has been a great series. And I agree, I've been enjoying talking about this topic of the law and the Christian. There's a lot of confusion about it. And it's important that we get it right and understand this so that our motives be right and our and we experience the walk with God the way we were meant to. Of course we've started in the here in the Sermon on the Mount and we are reminded of the key verse we've been that that's anchored this series Jesus said do not think i came to abolish the law or the prophets i did not come to abolish but to fulfill and so we've been talking about the law still exists and we've been there's different types of law how the law is fulfilled how Jesus fulfilled the law and that enabled him to be the sacrifice for our sins, and as it says in Romans chapter 8, that we saw yesterday, that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. How's it fulfilled in us? It's not fulfilled by us, it's fulfilled in us. Fulfilled in us in that Jesus gave him his life, died, shed his blood as was required in Leviticus 17, verse 11. It's the blood that makes atonement for your souls because the life of the flesh is in the blood. And so Jesus gave his life for us. As a result, we are now, the requirement of the law has been met in us. It's been fulfilled. And you and I are saved and justified by God through the blood of Jesus Christ. The requirement has been fulfilled in us by Jesus But we talk further also, this verse says that we no longer walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And so it seems he's implying that there's some way in which we are fulfilling the requirement of the law as well as we walk in the Spirit. If you try and do it by the law, you're not going to because he who lives by the law must must live all of it. You must, you're must. you not judged by did you do most of it. You must do all of it if you're seeking to be justified by the law. So you might be someone who lives a pretty good life, and like you live, you, you fulfill, you, you actually follow nine of the Ten Commandments, but you break just one of them. Yeah, maybe even taking God's name in vain or maybe you've uh, violated Sabbath, or maybe you dishonored your parents at some point, or maybe you you know coveted, or maybe you, you bore false witness about someone, slandered, gossiped, or lied. And maybe you just did one. Well, you're now a lawbreaker. And if you want to be justified by the law, you got to keep it all. But if you've broken it, then you need a sacrifice. And this is what Jesus was. But now there's something that we're fulfilling the requirement of the law as well. Let's look at what this is. How do we do this now in our relationship to the law? Jesus, or Paul, says something interesting in, in two of his epistles. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he's talking about his relationship and his becoming all things to all men that he might win people and how he's adjusting to the culture in which he's evangelizing to win people in that culture. He says, to those who are without law... He was as without law, though not being without the law of God, but under the law of Christ. So that he might win those who are without law. So he, he didn't become lawless, but he, like for instance, he, he didn't have to keep the kosher laws if they weren't doing it. He fit in with the people, always under the law of God and the law of Christ, but not keeping, shall we say, all the Old Testament law. What does this phrase mean? The law of Christ. He uses it again in Galatians 6, verse 2. He says, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. There's that phrase again, the law of Christ. What does this mean? Now, the the Scripture doesn't actually explain this. There's no verse that tells us what it is. So we're left to speculate a bit, but I think it's a reasonable speculation to think that the law of Christ can be found in the next few verses we'll look at here. Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus was asked by a lawyer, what is the great commandment? And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, he says, depend the whole law and the prophets. Well, that makes sense that the law of Christ would be that, that he's, he's basically laying out all of the law and props, all of the Old Testament, he's saying, is ultimately based on this idea, this concept to love the Lord with all our hearts, mind, strength, and love our neighbors ourself. This is the basis. He goes further, he says this, let me see if this... Uh, he says a similar, that Jesus, uh, Paul gives a similar teaching in Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there's any other commandment, it's summed up in the saying, you shall love your neighbors yourself. Love does, does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Oh, this makes sense, doesn't it? If you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to be fulfilling the law. Think of how this goes. If you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're not going to worship false gods. If you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're not going to be making idols to worship. If you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, you're not going to be uh, taking his name in vain. Indeed, if you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, you'll be giving him time and the requirement there of the Sabbath. You'll be giving God the time and honoring him with your time, putting him first in your life. If you love your then you have the fifth commandment, honor your mother and father, which is kind of a bridge commandment. If you love God and you love your neighbor, you'll honor your parents. If you love your neighbors yourself, you're not going to murder them. If you love your neighbors yourself, you're not going to sleep with his wife. If you love your neighbors yourself, you're not going to steal from him. If you love your neighbors yourself, you're not going to bear false witness about him, lie about him, gossip, slander. If you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to covet his possessions. And so this is why Paul says, and we may assume that this is the law of Christ, is that if you love your na- the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbors yourself, you will fulfill the law, all the requirements of the law. But you're not doing it to you're not doing it at, because you're under the law. You're doing it because you love God. And this is so critical to understand. <clears throat> the law tells us what we are not to do. You're not to have idols. You're not to have false gods. You're not to take God's name in vain. You're not to murder your neighbor. You're not to dishonor your parents. You're, you're not to uh, steal, commit adultery. You're not to do these things. That's in the negative. But the the, the great commandments, the law of Christ, is in the positive, You are to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. So not only will you not do the negatives, but you're going to do the positive. And if your life is filled with the positive obedience to the love of God, there's no room left to do those negative things. This is the key. The the Old Testament law says you're you're not to murder your neighbor, okay? But the law of Christ says you love your neighbor, it's not enough to say, okay, I won't murder the guy. I don't like him. I hate him. I'm angry at him. I'm bothered by him, but I'm not going to murder him. No, the law of Christ says you got to love that guy. You see, the, the 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 Old Testament law, I won't commit adultery. But, you know, you can, there's all kinds of things people justify short of adultery. But no, no, the New Testament law No, you're supposed to love. You don't even lust for that person because you're to love that person and love and lust are at opposites. You're to love that person. How could you lust for them? How could you consider adultery if you love that person the way God would want us to love them? How could you steal from them if you love them? No, you want to give to them and be generous, share with them. You see, it's just the opposite. So many Christians, they seek to live their Christian life defining what they won't do. And consequently, they're always tempted. They're always right at the, the line of, if I just step over, I'm in sin now. Because they're they're focusing on what they won't do instead of being, walking in the law of Christ, focusing on what I will do. If you love God and love your neighbor, you're going to do fine. You won't have to, you won't, if you really love them biblically, in, in the godly way, you're not going to have to be... Ask always asking what I can't do, what I can't do, what I can't do. Your life will be so filled with the you will do, you won't even get close to sinning. See what I'm saying? This is the law of Christ. But it goes one step further, maybe. In John 13, Jesus says this: A new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I've loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is the new commandment. This goes beyond love your neighbors yourself. This says we love one another sacrificially. We, we love as Jesus loved us. He put us ahead of himself. And as we live that type life towards our brothers and sisters, as we love them that way, you're not going to you're not gonna have to worry about the law. You're going to have to worry about all the things you can't do because your life will be so filled with the positive love of God you're going to be far away from, from murdering them, committing adultery with them, stealing from them, false gods, etc. Do you see the point? And so this is, this is the law of Christ. This is how we live now. Don't always live under the law. Love God and love your neighbor. But if you do that, you're going to be fulfilling the law. You just have a different motive and a different ambition, a different drive behind you. You see the the point here? You're focused on the positive. I love God. You won't have to worry about that negative. Amen? Let's pray over this. Father, wow, thank you that our Christian life is not just a, a, a set of what we won't do and can't do and aren't allowed to do. Rather, you have called us to something positive, something beneficial, something that fills our life with love. And I just pray for every one of us that we would love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we would love our neighbors ourselves. And we would love our brothers and sisters, even as you loved us. And we know, Lord, that as we do that, we won't even get close to sinning. We'll just be, our life will be filled with righteousness and holiness and purity as you were. And how we pray that we would live our lives this day as Christ lived his life. Teach us, Lord, help us be sensitive. Help us realize when we're walking under a legalism and under the law and, and we're we're Lord, it's so easy to justify sin when we do that. Instead, oh God, give us the grace, mercy, motivation, and understanding and sensitivity that our life would be filled with the love of God and we'd walk with our God in the ways you call us to. We bless you and we love you and we thank you for the power of this message. Thank you, we're not under the law, but we certainly embrace the law of Christ. And we pray in, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Don't you love that? Well, I sure do. That takes so much pressure off the Christian life. Now now, listen, some people say, I'm, I'm walking in love, and they're no, they're just walking in their own feelings. We go to the Word of God to get guidance for what true love looks like. It's death to self dying to my ambitions and it's meekness like we talked about a couple of weeks ago in, the, in the, here in the, the Beatitudes. But walk with the Lord, walk in love, and you won't have to worry about the law because you'll be fulfilling it and so much more. Hey, if you're new with us, I hope you've enjoyed today and I hope you'll come back regularly. We believe that to feed our soul with the word of God every single day makes a big difference. So you come here regularly, make a commitment for the next several months see if your life won't change. And to those of you who made that commitment and are here every day, I love you. So glad to have you along and to know that God's God, the seed of God's word has fallen on good soil. It's going to bear good fruit. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. live, or if you watch later in the day, or even listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms, that's fine. God bless you. I love you. and We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.